doers of your word and we purpose to do your word and we thank you Lord for blessing us helping us and keeping us forever and ever we thank you for it father in Jesus name amen praise God amen 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 praise God well today we're going to talk about wholehearted devotion wholehearted devotion how you can be wholeheartedly devoted First to God, I think there are other things that demand your whole heart devotion as well. I think if you have a a family, a spouse, and children... They have to have your whole heart as well. So, But if your heart is wholly devoted to God, then he can help you to keep that commitment. Whatever commitments or, or um, uh, uh, things that you have that uh, are supported by God's word and by his covenant, he can keep your, your life down the line in line with what it's supposed to be in line with. But it does take wholehearted devotion to God. Psalm 119.2 says, Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with their whole heart. Seeking God with your whole heart. Man, not just in case or you know for special occasions or certain things but a whole heart means that you are are uh, in one one frame of mind all the time the hebrew word for heart really is a, a an all inclusive word that refers to the inner workings of a person it can be the spirit it also includes parts of the soul, the will and the intellect because we know that they are connected and they converse one with another. Your spirit is able to talk to your mind and your heart then, the innermost part of you or the core of the human being is, is uh, set and it, it guides your life. The Bible talks about guarding your heart diligently because out of your heart issues forth the things that pertain to your life. So your heart really is the seat of your um, desire. It's the seat of your, uh, your gifting, your ability. It includes your will, your intellect, includes feelings. You can feel from the heart. You can speak from the heart, so to speak. It's the depths of a person. Now, when we talk about something being heartfelt, I guess the opposite of it would be something that's more or less superficial. And the superficial things are the things that are easily changed. Easily changed. For instance, if the saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. So when you're in, say for instance, you're in a work setting, um, you uh, super you're there in a superficial sense as well as a deep sense. You know, if you you if you you carry some uh, some uh, some character aspects with you, some standards, some work ethic, that kind of thing. Those are the deeper things. But then there's a superficial element as well because you can't enter into the moral code oftentimes that's present in the workplace. So you deal with them. You might tell them a little bit about yourself. You don't go too deep. You know you can't uh, challenge them much where where their uh, faith and all that is concerned because you can get into an argument about that. So 
you guard yourself and you deal on a level that's appropriate for the setting that you're in. So there are some places where you will have to deal superficially and, and that's acceptable. And, and you can guard that you, you don't get over the line so to speak in those settings. But then there are some places where you, you deal totally from the heart and that's with God. You can deal totally from the heart with God. You can uh, uh, be totally honest before God. You can come clean about things that you think and you feel. And you can, can have that about you where you can release more that's heartfelt when you're before the altar of God. Sometimes you can talk to a person. The Bible says he who... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I needed two of them. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Two devils leaving. <laughs> but uh, the Bible even speaks that he who tells his whole mind or, or speaks the flow of everything that's in him is a fool. So you, you have to learn how to guard your tongue and so that you don't say everything uh, that's on the inside of you. And so <clears throat> we know that. Our hearts can get us into trouble sometimes. You know, you can speak from your heart uh, what's in there and say, oh, I didn't mean that. I was joking or something like that. And then, you know, there's something in your heart that's not right, you know, that you don't want to have revealed. So the heart is a place that, that if, if it can, if you could get freedom there and you know everything in there is right, you can be pleased with yourself. But if you don't know everything in there is right, you have to use some wisdom, discretion. And, and we have to do that all the time. We, we just have to. But the Bible talks about that, that you are blessed if you keep God's testimonies, number one, and seek him with your whole heart. So they go hand in hand. You'll be able to keep God's word. Keep his promises if you seek him with your whole heart. So what that means is that you must go to God first in all things. Bible says in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Psalm 119 a little further down. I thought I'd read this verse 69 says that the proud have forged a lie against me but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. See when you're in trouble you're always tempted to go to the other side. huh? <laughs> it's a great temptation. He says but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Last Saturday we talked about the concourse at the gates of hell. See those are the lies that the devil has forged against us. To get your heart pulled off from trusting God. So that you'll go off and believe that lie and think you have to strike out on your own to do certain things. I was looking at you know sometimes I I keep up some people I can keep up with a little bit if I don't talk to them all the time through uh, Facebook and I'll see what they're doing and so forth and so on and it always shocks me sometimes with Christians the things I mean you can tell what's in a person's heart by what they want to share because they're proud of it you see they take delight there's some things you get you get on there and you start talking about oh well you know we, we got this and we got we're traveling here and we're setting down roots here and, and it, sometimes it amazes me the people that have had 
a depth of relationship with God and you see them years down the road and they don't even mention him. You know they're off doing something and they well oh we're doing this and we're doing that and we're excited about this and that. And you wouldn't even know that they were ministers or that they've ever ministered the gospel. It, it's amazing to me. But see you can see if you look back you could see evidence of a divided heart all along. The heart that's split. God's got part of it but something else has got the other part. That's what we got to be careful about. And when we talk about wholehearted devotion. You talk about how you can love God unconditionally. You can as best you can reciprocate what he's given you. That's all you're doing is you're, you're attempting to give back some of what he's given to us. So he's given us his whole heart. He's given us everything created us in his image and and when we fell he redeemed us and elevated us back again and so we're on the way to perfection maturity in God but it takes a whole heart you can't have your heart divided you can't left some stuff you know and very often God will give you conviction about things you need to put in a, a different place it's not you can't have them you know why, why is it a tantrum every time God tells us something isn't right for us you know nothing wrong with this I can do this you know and it, no it's it's that it's in the wrong place huh you know how some of these people are 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 very good at um, arranging and designing things you know and the people you know artistic people tend to you know be a little a little upset about things if they don't flow with the vision that they have you know they'll have something in their mind it should be here there and there 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 and nothing else will do and so you know they'll come and rearrange your stuff on you if it's out of place you know and that's all God's doing is his vision for your life it's got to go like this 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 and he's rearranging some of those friends that you've had for 30 years need to go back in line and put God up front and he'll mess with you on it he'll have something come in conflicts and make you show him who you love you got to do that you know it's always about that it's about are you loving me the way I've told you you're supposed to love me because I want to bless you not because I want to take something from you but I want to add something to you those same people that we've hung on to for years will be the source of our going off at a time when you least suspect you'll make a decision that will take you down the wrong road so God is trying to help you to keep your commitment to him to love him so that he can bless you it's all for you anyway we can't see it but it's all for us and so many times God will shake that tree and see what falls out you know if your best friend from high school falls out and God tells you no you can't go with them this time you do what I tell you to do I'm taking care of you I'm the one you come to I mean it's like that see we can handle that see if it was a husband and he told you uh uh no no we ain't going there I don't like them no them people ain't right you know a lot of times they won't tell you for a long time they'll just sit and watch and see what you do 
And you sit up there and you get stupid. And they say, nah, you got to cut them loose. Now I've been watching this for a while. I didn't say anything. And you think about it and you say, well, you know what? He hadn't said anything. I guess it must be pretty bad. Mm -hmm. So he will cause you to sever any tie that will interfere with your obeying this commandment of wholehearted devotion to him. So lies can enter your heart and divide it off from God. You are try you are tempting, he said, the proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. It says their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. Well, <laughs> It says good for me that I've been afflicted that I might learn your statutes. When have we ever said that? Huh? Whenever we have something go wrong we're ready to take God to court and sue him because he ain't doing his part. Then we get convicted because we're mad at God and think well, what did I do wrong? You don't want to hear it if he would tell you. huh? So you know be like the psalmist. He said it was good for me to suffer that difficulty because it was in that difficulty that I sought God in a deeper way and if you can't say that you really need to go back to Christianity 101 Um, because there are many people who walk away from God when they have difficulty Uh, you see more backsliddenness over money than you see it over anything else because you know the devil start messing with your money and you get mad at God Hmm. Well, I ain't giving and I ain't doing this and I will keep it to yourself. You don't want your little nasty money no way. You feel that way about it. I wouldn't want it. Huh? I wouldn't. You wouldn't want it either even as a human being. Somebody just throw something at you to get you off of their back. You don't want it. Hmm? You want it to be presented to you in a way that, that you know their heart's in it. You know their heart's right about it. So we, we have to be careful about these things. You know, difficulties of life, they come to everybody. You had them before you met God. And he's got you out of more of them than you know. Huh? He's been good to us. He hasn't let us know all the plots and plans that have been against us. That he's kept us from. Huh? We, we just don't know all of it. So we, we have to understand that God is a good God. And that we, we have to guard. This is what you're guarding. To keep your heart fixed. So that it's where God can, can uh, get a hold of you. And he can be the one dwelling in your heart. Proverbs 28.14 lets us know that the heart can be hardened. Hmm? Proverbs 20. Keep messing around with being mad at God. Hmm? <clears throat> Twenty-eight, fourteen, says, "Happy is the man that fears always, or worships always, but he that hardens his heart shall fall into mischief." Hmm? He that hardens his heart will fall into mischief. Now, hardening your heart is is just standing against God's will in your life, God's word in your life, God's counsel. Mm-hmm. See, he'll test us because he'll send his word wrapped up in human flesh, just to see if you're after him or you you still have a hard time with people. 
which we have a commandment to love them like we love God too you know remember that mm-hmm. and so being hardened means to stiffen really your will against God and shut your mind to his word where you don't want to hear the word and you don't want to uh, know what the word says about your situation you know you just don't want to hear it so you have to be open to God's word however it comes this season that we're in now where we're having the gifts of the spirit are being released sought after and accepted by people as a way to run your life you know when you pray and you hear from God that's a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom you got me and so those gifts it's known now that those gifts have have always been there we just haven't really tapped into them so now people are seeking wisdom from God because they know that's the higher answer that's a better way to do things you know instead of praying and waiting and praying and waiting and praying and waiting you can get an answer like that and move out in it yeah. That's the other thing. You got to use it to get it. If you ain't go use it, ain't gonna give you nothing. You know, you just sit there and do nothing. But you know, you you got to be, you got to use what he gives you in order to receive from him. But but we know that God can can bestow upon us upon us those gifts in no time. Well, if your heart is hardened, then you've hardened yourself against his counsel his will so that whenever his word comes to you you resist that word many times people don't know what they're resisting you know you you develop some some beef with somebody especially a saint you know i advise you wholeheartedly to get that straightened out so you're not anti anybody because god can send that help you know nine times out of ten he'll send that help through that person that you least want to hear from you know and so he'll do it to test if you're really obedient to him and you know you you got to learn how to humble yourself and stay in that place so that God can help you and he can send word to you and that that word will penetrate and that word will be a word that you can take to the bank because you're open and your your heart is wholly devoted to God I can remember uh, praying with a woman one time and and um, she she had a radio program uh, in Cleveland and we would support her you know we, we were didn't have a lot of money back in the day but you know we would send her money here and there and and so she um, I went over to her house because that's where she did her broadcast from and we were sitting there and we were praying and and uh, I she said she said you know what she said I the Lord told me to have you pray for me and I said oh okay and as she said it the power of God fell in there and it just kind of like sucked the word out of me you know she was just so open I said I see why this lady's been preaching for 30 years you got me she wants to hear from God she don't care if the dog brings a message in there or you know whatever it is she wants to hear from God and she stays open to hear from the Lord and so there are some some situations where uh, you will will need a word from God and if you're not the type of person who stayed humble to God where you're open to hear that word you don't harden yourself because you know, a person ministering can tell when you want to hear from God and when you're standing there trying to 
hear what you want to hear or you're trying to avoid hearing you know don't don't be in an atmosphere where the power of God is rich and you sit there and you stiffen yourself and you don't like certain things or you don't want to hear this or here we go like that again why are we listening to this over again don't be that way but stay open and stay understanding that woman she had that ministry for years she was one of the first people on the radio ministers on the radio um, and that's why she's a humble woman she humbled herself and all she wanted to do she had a 15 minute show called praise and prayer you know praise and prayer for all or praise and, and she would just get on there and exhort the saints and she I mean she used her 15 minutes of zoom right through and the people listened they, that was a lifeline to people and she at the same time she took care of her elderly mother who was bedridden that's why they let her have the show from her home just a a handmaiden of the Lord I mean you know she'd make you cry you go in there and you see her life and you see what she's doing with her life not complaining loving God giving out to the saints you know when you when you know people like that and you see some of the stuff we have to deal with minister speaking makes you sick makes you sick you know materially she had so little and was giving like that and we have ministers that have so much and haughty you know demanding all that kind of stuff it's it's unbelievable we claim we serve the same God but anyway your heart can be hardened don't ever harden yourself against God and against his word. You'll, you'll, even if, if something works out not to be what you thought it was. You're much better off having allowed yourself to, to humble yourself. So that God can speak to you. And you can keep your heart open to his word. But a hardened heart will lead you to mischief. It will trip you up every single time. Because you'll leave that word where it was spoken. Where you should have taken it and embraced it. You'll need it. At the next place you get to. Hosea 10.2 tells us that our hearts can be divided. They can be divided. Hosea chapter 10. Verse 2. Verse 1. Israel is an empty vine in other words not doing anything (laughs) for God not producing it's the other thing a heart devoted to God is always full of good fruits full of good things always involved in something that's productive in God he bringeth forth fruit unto himself so your your motives and efforts are selfish when your heart's not devoted toward God because if it's not toward God it's toward you you know what you want and what you think you want and he says he brings forth fruit unto himself according to the multitude of his fruit he has increased the altars Hmm? so it's like this if you're serving other gods there's a lot of them you're going to have I mean this God you got one place to go to one place to put your offering one place to put your your efforts one place to put everything and when you go when you serve self you got to please a lot of people to keep it going he says according to the multitude of his fruit he has increased his altars according to the goodness of his land they have made goodly images their heart is divided Uh heart is divided now shall they be found faulty 
because he will break down their altars and he'll spoil their images so that always leads to destruction a divided heart is a heart that sometimes wants to serve God when it's convenient and sometimes likes to serve you most of the time if it's nothing in it for self we have a hard time looking at serving God especially when things are tough when it's lean when you don't have the money you want you know these times economic times like we have now is nothing but a proving ground and everybody's complaining millionaires are complaining poor people are complaining everybody's complaining huh who is there to worship God and believe God so your heart can be divided Matthew 12:25 tells us that a kingdom divided against itself will fall. And that's why when when people are in a tough way, they'll come to God and pray and want something. They're showing up and getting everything in one kingdom. But you got to stay that way. You know, it's easy to drift off. You know, the Bible tells us when you have come into your land and you're enjoying it, so forth and so on, don't forget the God that gave it to you. That's why God gave them rules over everything they had. From the food to the the um, courtship to the children to the giving to the worship. to the There was a rule there. And there was always something in there. That's why you know you look at some of these goofballs who uh, want to give you a Bible diet. Now this is a Bible diet. It's in the Bible and you got to do it and all this kind of stuff. Well the only reason God told them. To eat certain food so that they would think of him all the time. You got to look at that food and tell if it's uh, approved or forbidden. It's not about the food. If you want to eat, now we can add stupid to the resume. It's not about the food. Paul even gave him a little, cut him a little slack. He said that has a little bit of wisdom if you're worshiping from your will. What you want to do, you want to worship from your will or in spirit and in truth. In other words, some of those things might do you a little good, make you feel a little better for a minute. Just for a minute though. They're not the real thing. And so God had made sure that they thought about him all the time. As a foreshadowing of our life in Christ. Our new life. God's on your mind all the time because he lives in you. It's hard not to acknowledge him when he lives in you. But it's possible. (laughs) It's totally possible. So we know that your heart can be divided. Kingdom divided against itself will fall. Exodus 25.2 tells us that your heart can be willing. So there the heart is mixed with the will. Hmm? Your heart can be willing as in your giving. The Bible tells you to give as you purpose in your heart. You get determined. You make a decision. Decisions really are made with your will. And with your will, your will can be tied to the heart of God. When you're born again. You can have your will, your own human will crucified. And you pick up the will of God. 
Well, you don't want to do anything unless God's in it. And you trust him so you can check with him. So when you talk about things like your giving. Your will can be tied into it through your heart. So your heart's devoted to God. <clears throat> then your will will be like his and he is a giver. He's not afraid to give. The heart can also be a seat of judgment. And we all know that that's true. Now you can judge according to righteous judgment. You know if you're, the word's in your heart. Hidden in your heart. And you measure everything against the word of God. That you hide in your heart. And that's righteous judgment. You got me? The high priest in Exodus 28-29. The high priest carried a breastplate of judgment over his heart. So he was there as a righteous judge and judged on behalf of God. Exodus 35.35 tells us that wisdom resides in the heart. So we see um, different types of spiritual forces then that are hidden in the heart. Just like lust and uh, greed and envy and those things can reside in the heart. So can the good fruit of God. And that's why you seek God with your whole heart. You give him your wholehearted devotion. Because he will come and occupy your heart. If you will will, uh, give yourself over to him. And nope not be concerned about yourself. Deuteronomy 30 if you want to turn there I'll read that. And verses 1 through 3. And it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon you. The blessing and the curse which I have set before you. That you shall call them to mind among all the nations. Whether the Lord has driven you. And this is talking about Israel. And you shall return unto the Lord your God. And shall obey his voice according to all that I command you this day. You and your children with your whole heart. And with all your soul. That then the Lord will will turn your captivity and have compassion on you. And gather you from everywhere you're scattered. So here's a picture of perfect repentance. It gives you a picture of how you get out of the will of God and drift off. It's through turning your heart away from God or having a divided heart. Sometimes you want God, sometimes you don't. When you need money, you want them in your business. When things are going swell, you just take it and do what you want to do. You got me? And so that's a divided heart. The people don't see it that way. Some people try to justify it. Well, I don't have to ask God about everything, do I? Well, who else are you going to ask? Well, I just thought I could do some stuff myself. Well, if you trust self. Me, myself, I don't trust self. I crucified him when I got saved. And when I see him wiggling down off the cross. I'm making it get you get right back up there again. Don't you come off of there. Well, don't you come off. You ain't going to mess this up. I worked too hard to keep myself in this spot now. You ain't coming off of there and telling me what to do. So wisdom can reside in the heart. The blessings for wholehearted devotion to God. 
are that he will if you return to him and obey him then he will turn your captivity have compassion on you gather you up just like a father bring you to himself so that he can be your God again so as many times as we turn away if we will turn back again he will forgive us and gather us up and begin to bless us again if we'll serve him with our whole heart so these are the blessings for wholehearted devotion to God now in Mark 12:30 we see the commandment and this is a New Testament commandment in Mark chapter 12 and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul so this is Jesus explaining the different components of a human being you know in the Old Testament we saw the heart as having all of this in it and he's breaking it down telling you the different parts that you know those for those intellectual people that would come later down the line when we have all this knowledge with all your heart and your soul and your mind and your strength that's the first commandment and the second is a mirror of it and that is to love your neighbor as yourself humbling yourself to serve humanity that's the Christian way of life now we've stepped away from that in latter years seeking our benefits of the covenant but you got to keep the covenant to get the benefits so I would spend more time on teaching people how to keep the covenant the benefits will show up that's much more important you know we've been beating a dead horse here trying to convince people God wants you well God wants you prosperous God wants you rich whatever you want to say we've been beating that dead horse for 40 years and we haven't really taught people how to walk the way God wants us to walk and be devoted to the Lord the way he wants us to be you please God he said I'll make your enemies leave you alone well you just got to please me get your mind off your enemies and get your mind on pleasing me now there's wisdom in that what you give attention to is what you worship you attend to yourself you're always concerned about yourself what I'm going to get and what I'm going to eat what I'm going to Jesus said in your life more than that y'all still messing around with them ideas and I told you your life is worth more than that I've had eternity in mind when I saved you I had many people that you would bring to me if you focus on that and get your mind off yourself hmm? <clears throat> so this is the commandment we're loving with all of our strength huh well I ain't very strong whatever you got you better love him with it huh <laughs> the little bit you got love him with that hmm? don't leave anything out he says there's no greater commandment there's nothing more important in your life than this this is the greatest commandment this is the one I want you to focus on and focus on with all of your being so this is the command this implies intimacy with God that you would know him not just for things but for him you want to know him 
You want to know what he thinks. You want to know what he thinks about you. What he thinks about the city you live in. What he thinks about your neighbor's condition. What he thinks about all of these things. You want to seek him to know these things about him. Just knowing him. Not what he can do for you. We grow on to maturity this way when we can undertake for God and want to be involved in some of the things that he's involved in and and I found that people can do it when they're new Christians you know we've had brand new Christians come in this ministry since we started and they begin as intercessors and to be honest with you they're not as concerned about I look at people in churches where they don't teach them to pray and they're always begging for something, scared about something. That, you know, if you can focus on what you're really here for and get people started from that, you know, from from small, and get them to understand their their place in the earth, and the role of intercession, the role of prayer, the, the role of watchful prayer, and being consistent in that, we wouldn't have so many. Fair weather Christians. You know, it's, they start coming in getting answers to prayer, they're happy. When the answers stop, they're upset. You know, and they're ready to go do something else. You know, God called me some, well, we'll go. You know, if he's calling you, better answer him. Huh? It's just hard to pin people down if their hearts aren't in it. You know, it's like wrestling an alligator. Huh? You don't want to, you don't, uh, that's not my job. Huh? It's not my job. I tried it. I thought that was my job. I tried it. I found it. That wasn't my job. Somebody else's job. You know, he calling you elsewhere. Go and be blessed. So, the, when you love your neighbor as yourself, pleases God. You you can humble yourself to humanity. That's what Jesus did. He humbled himself to humanity and made an open shameful sacrifice what it cost him it will never cost you you'll never pay that price because it's not required of you what's required of you is to do it in love and to do it in devotion loving that individual and loving God your love for God causes you to humble yourself to humanity and love humanity so there are blessings for this wholehearted devotion to God when you love him with your whole heart there are tremendous blessings there go to Psalm 112 I don't know if I read that one or not yet but Psalm 112 verse 5 it says a good man shows favor and lends well that's God doesn't he do that so that when you love God he will put that in you he will put that ability in you to show favor and to lend or to give or to be free to be open to to uh, release to people instead of always being fearful about giving whatever it is you know whether it's it's devotion or or um uh help or anything you know words you know sometimes we're reluctant to share things with people you know if you have goodness in you it doesn't tie you down in a bunch of 
I'm not sure and I don't know and I yeah, I started to say so and so and you know well it's not going to do anybody any good now you know come on now what's what's wrong why do you hinder why are you you know clamped down on the inside oh. so and we're talking about things that are serving people not nonsense you know everybody talks a bunch of nonsense but I'm talking about things that will help people you know your prayers your understanding of God the, the ways that, of wisdom and sharing testimony you know things about yourself you know it's everybody wants to hide who they are what God's done for them what they used to be and who they used to be we just don't like to do that so it says a good man shows favor and lends it he will guide, guide, guide his affairs with discretion surely he shall not be moved forever know what not be moved means somebody just stole your car with all your groceries in it and your purse I'm not going to (laughs) scream I will not be moved I am secure in my God I mean you, you this is the test if your stuff gets tampered with you know what do you do what do you do you know I mean it, it's for everybody you know if something's going to happen that's going to upset your flow I like my life to flow somebody upset my flow uh-huh. <laughs> he says he will not be moved forever the righteous shall be an everlasting remembrance in other words you, you'll leave fruit here that people will remember forever will he shall not be afraid of evil tidings bad news it comes to everybody his heart is fixed because he trusts in God trusting in God Hmm? you get heart trouble you need to trust God hmm you got trouble in your heart because your circumstances. You know, is the Bible talks about that. The, the sign of the end times: men's hearts failing them for fear. Yes, That's all it is. Is you scared to death? You know, your heart can't take all of that. Uh, you know, you we we used to. I I worked in cardiovascular medicine before I went to nursing school, and we do EKGs on people and and you know I I we always would look over the 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 list of um of um requests that we had and uh, you know there was an older lady in there and she worked in there all the time and I would help her out at nights I would have to them cuz I my that was not my first I worked in pulmonary and not in cardio and so she she called me Mason. That was my my given maiden name. Oh Mason, you better not go in there. He's young. I'll take this one because their EKGs would go. <laughs> you know, I mean, for the most part, you know, you you knew how to carry yourself and you you were professional. You knew things to do and not to do. But every now and then, you get some wild ones in there as young boys, and the medical students were worse. You know they. <laughs> it's just—I mean, it's just—that's just the nature of the the beast, whatever. But, but you know, and you could see the reaction of some kind of emotional 
reaction it, it comes through to the heart the heart's very sensitive that way it's got a lot of nerves hooked up to it you don't want to get in trouble with your heart but I'll tell you a good way not to is to trust God your heart will be fixed. Your your blood pressure will be normal all the time. Your heart rate will be normal all the time. You'll be peaceful all the time. Huh? <laughs> just just the way it is. <laughs> your heart is fixed. I've given that scripture to people with heart trouble. God heals their hearts. You don't have to go through all this nonsense. Foolishness, but the emotions and, and your contentment, your peacefulness, your your reaction to difficult times, all of that has an effect on your heart. Why do you think the devil likes messing with people all the time? So he can stroke you out and <clears throat> cause you anxiety, all that kind of stuff. It says his heart is established. Twice it talks about your heart being fixed and established. If you trust totally in God, you're not moved by anything and sometimes you get bad news and you want to go off and you'll find his peace coming towards you to hang on to he ministers starts ministering his peace to you and he says well okay stupid if you grab this you'll be okay but don't let this one pass you by I said okay I think I'll grab it <laughs> I want to go off but I think I'll grab it huh you know, you just, that's a luxury you can't afford. Is you know these emotional reactions and outbursts. You can't you can't um, you can't afford some of these. They're too expensive. So you want to keep peace in, in your inner man and contentment with God. And then God will start speaking to you, telling you where your help is. He'll direct you to where your help is. He'll he'll begin to minister and work with you if you grab onto His peace. That's a sign of His covenant with you. If you don't grab that, you're not going to get the rest of it. Hmm? You have to go off, get five people to calm you down, cuss them out, go off a little bit more, and get get somebody you're going to have to get outer help. You will. Mark it. Hmm? God offers you that one time, and after that, he's sending the dogs after you. It's true. So... When the dogs come, just let them <laughs> minister to you. There's always going to be somebody who'll slap you silly, you know. Shut up. Let's pray. Because yeah. that's what you need. Huh? That's, that's what's prescribed. You know, God comes to you in covenant, offering you peace, and you just step on that. So he sent the dogs after you. At least you're getting help. Well, I don't like the way they talk to you. Did you see the condition you were in? You ought to be glad they wanted to spend some time with you. Come on now. Let's not get silly here. So we have a command to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind and strength. And our neighbor as ourself. Loving him with your mind that's a good cure for what ails you. You know. Alzheimer's, early Alzheimer's, late Alzheimer's, whatever, you know, Parkinson's, whatever ails your mind. Nervous breakdown, loving him with your mind, meditating on the word, communing with God, asking him what he thinks about this and that, spend a little time with the Father. Hmm? So the whole heart must be focused on him in all aspects of his being and seeking to know him in a greater way. 
and pleasing him. That's another aspect of loving God. Is pleasing him. Don't you want to please the person that you love? Don't always be looking for them to please you. And keep in score. He Who pleased whom the last time? Hmm. <laughs> always thinking you're doing too much. As a good sign you're not even coming close to doing enough. You're borderline. Your relationship is borderline at that point. Huh? Because that's the way people are. They're very protective. Like giving is going to hurt you. You know once it's given it's gone. You know, I mean, you go give it one way or the other. So give it to God, and then He will straighten out relationships. He will help relationships to to fall into the right place in your life. So we have to please Him and provide a sweet aroma through our living. Oh, you know that sweet savor. I was uh, ministering. Uh, you can get the tape from from uh, last week about the altar, and and how there are certain activities that provide that sweet aroma at the altar, and God enjoys it. He enjoys it. He really seeks. Um, that's his delight. That's. His when he relaxes, and he what relaxes him and and, and allows him to to enjoy and, and be enhanced in enjoyment is what we offer up to him. We are living sacrifice when he sees someone down here fulfilling that living sacrifice commandment. It's a sweet savor to him. It smells good to him. It's like incense. Like you, you walk into a room where somebody has got a nice, you know, whatever sitting up there. Little heated things in the wall or something. You're not expecting it to smell that good in there. Or if you walk in somebody's house and they're cooking. And they, it smells the aroma of cooked food in a the house. There's nothing like that aroma. And so it's a, a, a something that um, gives you great enjoyment. There's nothing you can substitute for it. Huh? Really there's nothing. You there's some things that, that just please you. And that's one thing that it's it's Bible proven that God seeks to have to delight in. And so when we present our bodies a living sacrifice, these are through witnessing. It's one way you can get that satisfaction. You know how you get it? You feel it inside. You can tell what he's experiencing through what you do. You ever pray for somebody and and they like Miss Nola would tell me this from time to time. She'd have somebody that um, that really affected her. You know when they would call and you know and, and ask for prayer through the ministry. And she said, she said, you know. We worship God. He said that man was so glad. And he said he hadn't been in church. He was a preacher and hadn't ministered. And he was sick. I mean it was just a list of unbelievable um, unfortunate things. And she said he just told me. He said well yeah. He said if you could pray with me that would be real nice. She said and after we prayed. She said it's just like his whole heart opened up. And, and she said he started praising God. She said she must. we must have praised God for like a half hour on the phone. 
and she said and then later he said I'm sorry she said no that was good for me you know because <laughs> you know I ain't telling you I'm the intercessor but I just I'm just here to get the ball rolling now you know I'm gonna get something out of this too but then there's that satisfaction that inner satisfaction but you that's not just you that's a reflection of what God feels about what you just did you got me so through our witness we please him we're representatives and ambassadors down here and we please him as his bride Hmm? now the bride operating as a bride has so many different aspects it's it's beyond the bling you know it's it's married women no <laughs> that was just a teaser to get you in there you know what I'm saying Lord have mercy I, I'd have held out for a bigger one just a thought but anyway they can never get too big is all I'm trying to say <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about but you know it, it's beyond that it's the identity that you assume when you belong to Christ knowing that you have keys to the kingdom you already have authority and power to operate on earth as not only his ambassador but his bride we're joint heirs as bride as ambassadors you have limited authority you have authority as far as your your ambassadorship carries you. You know you have assignments, papers, uh, you know function in your office, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You have orders to carry out as an ambassador. But as a bride, you're a joint heir. You got unlimited access and authority. That's that it goes on as long as he has, you have. You got me. And as much as he has, you have. So you can draw from that. So the bride really is the highest calling. I don't know why so people are so anti-marriage these days and anti-love and anti-everything. And then now we're seeing the fruit of it. We've got more people on on elderly on welfare living under the poverty line just because they don't know how to get along with nobody. You know, or you see elderly people, two of them getting, they getting two separate social security checks and they shacked up together. Old people shacked up. You know, the older I get, the less I want of anything shacky like. You, you got me? Your mind don't even go there. I mean, that's for some young person that don't know God. You know, I'm, I'm going out with dignity. I don't care about it. I'm not shacked up with nobody. Not for nothing. Mm-mm. no way no way I didn't do it when I was young I ain't doing it now forget that so you know but as the bride there's a dignity that comes into your life and there's an honor that comes and it derives from who you're married to and who you're betrothed to it comes from that that's why you know you'll see women who encourage their husband's vision and dream you know and don't try to interfere with it yeah i don't care if it if it costs the family you know there are people that that make tremendous sacrifices you know women do and i think they should accept it with dignity instead of letting somebody tell them they're stupid for doing it you know you know it it it, you'll be blessed for it if you do it with the right spirit and the right heart you'll always be blessed for what you sow into another person's life 
but you have to sometimes just put what you want to do on hold in order to sow into that person's life so that their dream can be realized and so it you know as a as a wife or as a bride you derive the benefit from that you know when I was in nursing school everybody wanted to be married to a doctor you know except me I just didn't want you know that all that all the time you know what I'm saying just <laughs> I didn't like working with them that much so I wasn't but you know women who I mean I'm, I don't know how tight my head was screwed on but you know the ones that really saw themselves going somewhere in life you know it was doctor this and doctor that you know all the the Jewish women my son the doctor you know that in the way they said it you knew they held that up in high esteem and so it was it was always that way and if if you had somebody that really wanted to progress in life you sewed into their vision their dream you didn't hinder it and interfere it really what most men want is somebody who's not going to bug them all the time about doing something else and worrying if this is going to work and that's going to work I'll just leave it alone just don't mess with me about it and it'll work keep your little hands out of it we'd be fine you understand what I'm saying just I mean that's the way they roll they just don't bug me about it and let me do what I know I can do and and we'll you know you go along for the ride just and that's the way it is in the body of Christ you know you don't have any labor to all you have to do is accept this by faith let the Lord tell you where you going instead of you trying to drive the bus all the time with no license Uh, I always want to take the the controls over don't know where you're going and how to get there it's the truth so as a bride you know how to see your power is in the keys what more do you want you don't have to know everything and be able to do everything just tell me which door we open and I get the key and we'll go in there huh it's true you know be smart understand know your role <laughs> and and function in it and, and, and bring dignity to your life you know it's, nobody likes an aggressive bossy you know woman <laughs> they don't like aggressive bossy men either but you know definitely somebody's always going to usurp authority and try to be something God hasn't called her to be just be cool you know you'll get yours and so if we keep our hearts humble to God and understand that there is dignity there is honor there is uh, uh, respect all of those things are tied up in our role as bride and we can be the bride of Christ then that brings great joy to the Lord adorning us and showing us off to the world is what pleases him hmm? you got to let the brother buy you something you know don't be wanting to go off and buy it all yourself all the time you know let the brother buy you something hmm? so it's going to fit funny the first time but you know work with it you know, work with it work with it work with it just work with it 
Lord. Right. So let's work with it. That's right. Let's work with it. You know, if it, if it ain't right, they see it too. So, well, baby, I'm sorry that ain't right. Well, here, I left the, the receipt there. You just go get what you want. First of all, but for now, this is just an aside. You stop the tape, whatever you want. No, you don't have to do that. But... <laughs> Check and see what the brother paid for it so that you know you can get what you want with the allotted finances. You don't have that in line. You just don't come out there with something. That might be where the problem is. The brother on the clearance rack when he ought to just go over there to the full price rack. What's up with that? He's standing over there. On the, but but they seldom do that. So. <laughs> They seldom do that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Alright. So <clears throat> some of the things that blur our focus so that our heart isn't isn't devoted to the Lord is pride, of course. You know. When we lift ourselves up to the throne. Instead of letting him reside there, we go push him off. And it always starts out with the word I. You can always tell when you're about to mess up. Huh? I need, I should be, I never have, I know, I need. Huh? All your little key phrases and pride. So the humble heart really speaks to the needs and the desires of God and not to one's own. So what, what you do when you humble yourself to God, you go to him in worship and thanking him. And and then you can start your whatever, you know, your discussion or your request or whatever you have. But the humble heart will always reverence God first. I remember Norval Hayes uh, doing tapes on, on uh, was it Psalm 105 or 103? Blessed is the man that, or 112, I forget him this <laughs> His seed shall be mighty on the earth. The worships the Lord and the generation of the upright will be blessed. All of those blessings that come with worshiping God. And he would just have the people stop and worship God with him for a few minutes. You know, and because his heart was so in faith in that, it would just flow out of him to worship God whenever he saw that. See, that's obedience. When you can look at a scripture and it's so in you that you respond to it right away. See, that's that's when you got it, when you got it in you. And he would where he said he said, Now he said we can ask God for he said, then and only then can you do you have the right to ask God for anything? Hmm? After you've worshipped him. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. We don't even address him, acknowledge him. We don't even know if we are in his presence sometimes. Mm-hmm. There are times when when you'll have relationships, such relationship with God that you can just step into something and the the presence of God will fall. And see, that's when you you have a a kind of a an open door for Him or routine for Him as far as you know what you do and how you do it. And so He just will always you know show up there and be there available to you uh, and let you know that that He's keeping covenant with you just like you're keeping covenant with Him. So it's always good to have some times or some places in your life in your home where you meet with God. Then you don't violate that 
and sanctify that place so that he knows that he can always meet you there and you can always do business with God there you know and you it saves a lot of discussion effort and trial and error all that kind of stuff it just is helpful that way so the humble heart speaks needs and desires to God and he you don't speak it to yourself your own heart see the humble heart speaks to God and not oneself now who do we know God in trouble speaking to himself all the time I will exalt myself above the throne I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that see when you purpose in your heart to do something apart from seeking God about it that's when you goof up there and how many times do we conceive things in our hearts and they just pop up in there we run off and want to do them and don't ever go to God with anything so that's when your heart begins to be divided you start to and then for some reason you don't you want to try and hide it from God and not let him get involved at all once we've gone down the road a little bit being stupid we just want to stay there and never repent say God you know what I'm I'm sorry I, I went off trying to do this without you and, and you know I need to you understand what I'm saying you need to acknowledge him that he's God God you're my provider how dare I go off and try to provide for myself how dare I think this is better or is this going to accomplish something faster by going off and doing this on my own so you know get back there and put it before him so when he is acknowledged then he elevates us what you give to him he gives to you you honor him you worship him that elevates him that sets him in his rightful place in your life and then he'll elevate you whatever you had in your mind you thought you were run gonna run and get on your own he does better he always does better exceeding abundantly beyond all we could ask or think so when we are elevated in him then our heart is free to search his for answers for vision for whatever we desire we're we're freer after we elevate God before we elevate God we're limited to what we can conceive of or what we can think of or just accepting the fragments of life you know the crumbs from the table kind of thing now a divided heart is one that pulls away from devotion to God to self devotion through pride and that is reflecting on one's needs or deficiencies when you're in pride you're focusing totally on what you don't have what you wish you had what you you, you you're putting that in a place of dominance in your life fear is another factor or another uh, um, spiritual force that will cause you to break devotion to God there's something there that is troubling you or that is causing you difficulty and you refuse to turn it over to God oftentimes when we're fearful God is our enemy because we're uncertain about what he desires for us 
you know you one day you'll think you want something good for you next day you know you're not I don't know how I got into this mess kind of thing so we back and forth we're uncertain about God's desires for us if we have anger in our hearts that can lead us to impulsive behavior anger can can turn to aggression where we'll have angry aggressive words and or actions the angry mind is not a peaceful mind it's not a peaceful mind so you know that needs to be repented of the bible says be angry and sin not and not let the sun to go down on it it's bad to uh, to possess anger because it's something that really gets away from you you know that's why god says let go of it because you're not to keep it anger can can lead a person to um, a divided soul as well not just a divided heart but your soul can be fragmented and divided off into other fragments because spirits that control anger can also give portions of your soul to other evil spirits that will control it as well so you know if you're angry you say words and you begin to backbite and you begin to damage people and malign and tear down you'll get aggressive um, and it leads to murder you know anger always leads to to murder and doing something violent in an impulse anger makes fear more realistic to a person just put your mind in a mental state where fear is projected as more real than it actually is it makes reality <clears throat> and you wind up doing something impulsive based on those spiritual forces oftentimes people who have anger problems have never been taught to deal with them and God always teaches his kids how to deal with that and just put it away it's like a toy you can take it out and play with it or you can put it away well I can't help it yes you can you've just never helped it before (laughs) never tried before but you can you can be angry and sin not and then at night time make sure you put it away forever you forgive repent just let that go you don't have to let that run your life if you have difficulty dealing with it God will cover it so that you you hear me say God will cover it not you trying to pretend like you're not mad at somebody you add lying on top of anger and the devil will set you up see the other forces that can divide your heart are lust and jealousy if you if you covet something that you're you're not supposed to have in christianity often we have a religious pride that's the culprit 
you know we'll we'll <laughs> think we're doing things for God and it's all us you know or you think you're making up you know people do this all the time they'll have problems in their Christian walk and then let the devil condemn them well look at you what kind of Christian are you you should you should be in a place where you don't have these problems anymore well I wouldn't devil if you'd leave me alone you got me huh you know especially if there's trouble in your family you know the first thing the devil wants to do is point the finger at you well everybody's looking at you they they see what kind of Christian you are and then then the, the congregation that used to be your friend your enemy you know you don't want to come to church you know they're looking at us we didn't done this right and haven't done that right and we don't have this yet and we don't have that yet and all that kind of nonsense so you keep keep hanging around the gates of hell and see if the devil won't give you stuff well, pride will lead you right to the gates of hell. Then he got a conversation for you. And all that ever does is torment people. You know, you got enough difficulty that the devil really is giving you, and you got to tough it out with the word and fight that. And then you want to heap more onto it by wondering what people think about you. You know, it's all pride. Self tends to magnify our image among God and his people makes it bigger than what it really needs to be so when your heart's divided and you're looking at self sometimes or mostly looking at God only when you need him a divided heart will eventually turn totally away from God bring him in a little bit at a time and the person I was speaking about that I was looking at their Facebook comments you know little by little they mention God less and less why because they desire the company of ungodly people now you know and and things that aren't related to God and and feeling in the flesh that little happiness you know I can do this and I can do that and all this kind of stuff you know it's it's too bad because it's easy to hold on to God it's easy just in your time of need you know hold on to them and so it's it's best not to stray from your you know you can go on vacation enjoy it in the spirit no do a lot of things and enjoy the spirit in fact you get very bored with things real easy once your spirit's acknowledged and seen a lot of the the goodness and the things that God's created down here it's like okay one more thing huh you got it huh you you can't see you feed excitement in your flesh in some things to your own hurt you'd have to not acknowledge God and let yourself feed on that for a long season to get the taste of God out of the inside of you but you know my prayer for people like that is that God get them get them their witnesses shot see when your witness is shot you're on your way to not being very useful down here you don't ever want to get like that as much as God's put in us we we need to be promoting that all the time so then the things that used to we used to get joy from now irritate us and bug us you can you, the church will get like that you get sick of church people after a while you know I, I can tell you people I know who have backslid and this was their testimony I asked God for people who just weren't church friends for people who from people who weren't church people 
or I thought this person, people in the world are nicer than people in the church. When you start comparing the church and put her down in a negative light and lifting up the world, you're in trouble already. Then 100% they backslide. 100% and embarrass themselves. And then they want to be known as a Christian after they're backslidden. So God makes it easy for us if we remain focused on him and on his love. It's easy to obey his commandments and allow the blessings of God to flow. A divided heart will stop the flow of God's blessings. But a humble heart will allow God's love and mercy to cover our actions. And that's when your life is easy. Because you're not doing everything right. And you're not knowing everything's going to turn out right when you start. But you go in faith and confidence in God because your heart's totally given over to him. See you're trusting God. You look like you know what you're doing. Because he puts that confidence on you. But you're totally trusting God. You know in these things. I know I had to learn to do that early in ministry. When I would you know I would see. And there would be people coming to the altar. And they would be too many for me. I thought to minister to. And I had to seek God. You know how do I do this God. What do I do. How do I. You know all that kind of thing. You learn how to do that. But at the same time. You can't look like somebody who's. <laughs> not really confident in God to people they've got to trust you and so God puts all of that on you he puts his presence on you so that people can know that you have answers because he's with you so you trust you got to humble yourself to God and trust him in all things I wouldn't think of trying to make any kind of plans without seeking him first so we have him in the fullness of what we need to function when you trust him is humble yourself to him and quit worrying about how you look to people you look like you so when our heart is divided we we suffer loss we suffer loss but you can recover once your heart's given fully over to God again you can recover there is recovery when the enemy steals from us. So there's no reason to, to stay mad at God. Because he'll restore to you even when you've gone off away from him by your own volition. And then you come back. He still's got your stuff. Uh-huh. He'll get your stuff. he never let the devil have it. He keeps your stuff. In situations of struggle we're tempted to let our hearts pull back from God. If we pull back he has no delight in us. As you know I used to have a counter for that. And Pastor Shirley and I when we were still sneaking trying to get our housework done and make it home. Before Grumpy and Lumpy got through. (laughs) Mr. Grumps. No we didn't say that. We didn't say that. But anyway. We knew what we'd be facing though if if it wasn't right when they came in. But uh. We would if we didn't have enough money, we go shopping. We witnessed to somebody while we were out. We had more money than you know. Next time we got, we were straight. The next time we went out, but you know, we saw the enemy. We do something for God in a heartbeat. 
I remember we cornered this young man. He didn't know what we were going to do to him because the store was empty. And we were both in there. We kept walking around wondering what we were there for. And we looked at him and we both kind of... And and he looked at us. He was scared at first. And we said, do you know Jesus? And he said, oh, that's what you're here for. We said, sure. I said, well, tell your mother. I said, who's praying for you, your mother or your aunt? Both of them. I said, tell them you got saved today. You got me? So this is how you recover, folks. By getting your heart locked into where you just be your Christian self again. And the, the the blessing of God's delight, knowing that you He delights in you, do something uh, to reflect who you are, your true identity in Him. You share Christ with somebody. You witness. You're His ambassador. You're His bride. You let somebody out of jail through praying for the sick. Something like that. It's better than getting crumbs off His table. You got me. Just on an outside or just getting the crumbs because you're in pride. You know. But uh, understand that that God wants wholehearted devotion. There's big payoff for that. Amen. Oh Father in heaven, we thank you for giving us understanding, giving us full restitution and recovery, Lord, and what we need from you and what we have from you and we thank you Lord God of heaven and earth for blessing us to the extent that we have been blessed today and we thank you for it Father in Jesus name Amen Praise.